Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and welcome to Dads with Daughters, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. You know, I'm really excited today. We're doing something a little bit different. A lot of times we have dads on the show, but today I'm having Amy Lang on the show, and Amy Lang is with Birds and Bees and Kids, and I've known Amy for quite a while now, but Amy is a expert on, I'm going to say the sex talk, but also everything that has to do with sex, periods, consent, yeah, a little bit of everything. And and it's it's not always a comfortable conversation to have, not uh, especially with your kids, but uh, but but also even between dads, talking between dads and talking about how do you talk about this stuff. So Amy is going to be joining us today. We'll probably have her on again in the future to talk about some other topics to really dive in deep. And today we're going to talk about the birds and the bees and how do we have those conversations with our dads. So Amy, thanks so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel really honored to enter into your daddy's space, talk about something no one wants to talk about much, which is sexuality. So yay. You know, I'm really excited to have you back on this show. I've, I have I have talked to Amy many times in the past and about on different things that I've done, but Amy is a, a, a true expert in this. So Amy, let's start off just from the very get-go because sometimes all of our parents did the sex talk with us in different, many different ways and talking about birds and bees in many different ways. And sometimes they didn't really even talk to us. I mean, my parents, they gave me a book and said, read this. And if you got questions, come see me. And that's not always the best way to do it. But at what age would you say is the right age to start talking about things? Well, I love what you said about like how we learned because that's a huge part of how we work with our kids around this particular issue. And I think that one of the things that parents now need to know, especially dads, is that the time for the sex talk is way sooner than most people even imagined. And I've been doing this work for over 13 years, and I do lots of PTA talks. And when I do my PTA talks, the audience is all moms. And I'm not kidding. We're talking 98% moms for the last 13 years. I've had one class, and I've taught hundreds of classes where they were um, 50% dads. That's never happened again. And one of the things that I think we can take away from that is there's this idea that it's kind of mom's job with boys and girls. And it's time for that to change. I love that you're all are working on being better dads, showing up more. And this is an area where you can really show up and have a really great impact on your daughter's health and development. And in particular around sexuality and relationships and dating and all of that. And I know you might be going, I don't want to think about my daughter as a sexual person, but sorry, they are. We all are. And anyway, just all that to say, first of all, like signing up for this, getting actively engaged, really showing up as much as you can in terms of having these uh, conversations are hugely important to your girls. And frankly, it's really important for your relationship with her. Anyway, back to your question, Chris. Uh, So 
take a breath maybe because this might be surprising. Uh, The best age to start the conversations is actually around five. And I'm guessing that's going to sound pretty early to some of you or maybe, you know, to some of you or a lot of you. And I want to talk a little bit about why it's five. And then I'm also going to give you some ideas of how to even start parts of the conversation sooner. So here's why five. Girls are starting kindergarten. And so they're hanging out with a bunch of different kids from a bunch of different places that have all kinds of information. Five-year-olds are super curious. They want to know about how the world works. They ask questions. They take tons and tons of information in. And that's one of the glories of five-year-olds is that they're really non-judgmental. So when you tell your daughter, you know, this is the usual way a baby's made and say, you know, the words penis, vagina, sperm, egg, uh, they generally take that information in and, you know, they get it for the most part and then they go on about their business. So when you talk about like how babies are made and how ice cream is made, they value it in the same way because they don't know that there's anything yucky, bad, embarrassing, shameful about like sex and the whole tamale because we all know it's way more than just making babies. So the curiosity, the openness, the starting school, those are some of the main reasons just in terms of your kid's development, why you should start this conversation sooner. The other couple of reasons are all about you. You know, your daughter's not going to notice your, you know, sweaty upper lip and your glass of wine or your beer while you're reading a book to her. They're not going to notice your, any of your discomfort. And so that's super good news. Like your 10 year old is going to be like, what the hell's wrong with you? And maybe even a little bit about, you know, like, why are you talking to me about this? And then the other piece uh, for you is that if you mess it up, and this is true for any part of parenting, but if you feel like you mess it up or said too many words or said something really wacky, uh, just go back and correct yourself and say, hey, I kind of said that wrong or I want to explain this to you again. They're very forgiving and they don't notice like when we're messing up and, you know, we're messing up as parents you know, kind of constantly. Um, so don't like think, okay, I have this conversation and then I'm, and then I'm done. You know, um, I can't repair any of this. I've blown it. My child's going to, you know, run out and be a sex worker and have all kinds of issues. Not, not the case. Um, and then one last thing, kids who have information about sex and relationships, who have open communication with their parents, who know the correct names for the private body parts, who know they can confide in their parents or talk to their parents about this part of life or trustworthy adult, they're safer from sexual abuse. And that for me is like, okay, I'm in. You know, when I started my company, my son was five and I was doing a bunch of research and I was like, okay, you know, this makes sense. This may make sense. And then when I started looking at sexual abuse and I saw that, uh, that just, I was like, I'm all in. So sooner is better. It's easier on you. It's easier on them. So I'm going to pause. One of the things that I, I guess I, I want to ask is this, is that if you don't start at five, if you do wait until they're 10, and, you know, whether, whether you're just embarrassed by it, whether you just don't think about it and you're, until they start asking more questions um, or, or whatever it is, what do you do then? And how do you start to have those conversations when you should have had it when you were, they were five and now it's five years later or beyond? Right. Okay. Super great question. So you have a pretty good window until they're about seven or eight to just like say, hey, you're old enough now to know. Let's start talking about this. Uh, Once they get into 9, 10, 11, so we'll talk kind of 
three middle school, they now have, they might know what sex is if they've already had some sexuality education. They also start to get like kind of naturally kind of uncomfortable and embarrassed and don't want to talk about it and grossed out, uh, which, you know, that's fine. Um, In my mind, just a little while to be grossed out. So what you can do is you can say, you know, hey, you know what, you're getting older now, and we need to start talking about this. And I think as a dad, you should acknowledge it's like, and just say, look, I, I'm a guy, I I don't know what it's like to be a girl growing up in this world and growing up and learning about sexuality. But I really want you to feel good about this part of life. I want you to make great decisions when it's time for you to start dating. And I want you to know that you can come to me and ask me questions. You know, whoever you're dating, I can help you. I've been there, I've been around the block a time or two when it comes to this part of life. And then that's it. Like, don't say anything else. Just drop the bomb, not the bomb. Just give them the gift (laughs) that you're open to these conversations. And then you've kicked the door open. And then so come back later in a week or two and just say, you know, hey, I was just thinking about this, you know, and whatever it is that's on your mind. And you can fake all this by getting getting a book. Your kids definitely, your daughters definitely need books about sexuality. But you can like leaf through and then say, hey, you know what? I don't know if you know this, but sometimes guys, and you can just say this is probably going to sound totally weird and gross to you, but you need to know this. Like sometimes guys just get erections for no apparent reason. And it's just the way their bodies function and it can make them act kind of weird. So, you know, just a heads up. And, you know, as with everything around bodies and people, you know, we always need to be kind. And then you need to be ready because they're going to probably say, oh, my God, daddy, why the hell did you say that? I mean, they might not say why the hell, but like, why are you telling me this? Or that's super gross. And you just say, I know, I know it's gross. I would have been freaked out if my dad had been talking to me like this, too. But you need to know. And I want you to be smart about this stuff. Moving right along. Because what you want to do is establish yourself as one of the experts in your daughter's life when it comes to sexuality and relationships. And the easiest way for them to see that is if you, you know, open your mouth. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that a lot of dads don't want to have the conversation, right? And that's a generalization because some dads will and they're more than willing to be open and honest and talk through these things. But now you talked about a book and I am sure there's a lot of resources that are out there to either start at the early end or even a little bit as they get older. There's probably some resources that would help not only parents, but help your children to be able to better understand and better be able to put names to things to be able to, you know, make it more tangible for themselves. What kind of resources would you recommend? Well, there are tons of really good ones. There's good, there are good books and there's some actually, there are now some really great, great uh, cartoon videos uh, for about sexuality. And on my website, birdsandbeesandkids.com, if you go to my books page, you can see like age by age. And then I have a resources page, which has the videos and things. But there are a few of my books that are my total favorites. So for kiddos that are under five, there's a book called It's Not the Stork. And and these books are all sex positive, which means they present sexuality in a positive light, that it's a positive, healthy, fun part of life, which it is. So It's Not the Stork is one of my total favorites. And then if you have kiddos that are four or five or older, It's So Amazing is a really great book. It's more comprehensive. Like all these books add on detail, detail, detail. And then the last one is for kids that are 10 and over. It covers everything. It talks about puberty and birth control and STIs and 
all kinds of things, different kinds of sexualities, gender. They all talk a little bit about gender. This book covers pretty much everything. And your kids, as much as you hate to hear this, before your girls start middle school, they need to know the basics of everything, which is going to sound like a lot. But if you consider the way our culture is and kid culture is, and if you consider the amount of access to sexualized media kids have on the internet and whatnot, this is impacting and influencing girls in terms of how they see themselves, how they seem see sexuality. And the best thing and the safest thing for them is if they know the real stuff, the good stuff, the correct stuff, the and your values, they're going to do better and feel better. Uh, lots of girls are really at sea when they start hearing about different sexual things because they just don't know like the real deal. And you don't want your daughter to be in that position. It's very uncomfortable. And it's also risky too, because they make choices based on misinformation. And I mean, all you have to do is think about what was going on for you in middle and high school. Our kids are doing the same stuff. And some of it is at a different level. It's more adult-like, it's more sexualized, and it's really not okay. So when you're having these conversations with your kids, you're giving them resources, you said that things are starting earlier and that they're, some of it's getting um, hypersexualized as well. How do you try to get them to open up about things that are, I'm going to say challenges or also that are happening to them and whether they think it's right or not? Yeah, this is a good question. And it, sometimes it's hard to get kids when they're into puberty to open up. And that's actually really, it's a natural part of their development. And so a couple things you can do that will help keep the lines of communication open is to communicate yourself. So you need to demonstrate that it's okay to talk about these things. Sometimes storytelling is helpful. Uh, so telling stories about things you remember or um, another thing to do is to rumor check. So is to say, hey, have you heard this? What do you think? What have you heard about it? Another way to talk, get them to open up is to talk third person. Hey, have you, I heard about this girl who blah, 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 and see what happens. And sometimes they're going to say, oh yeah, crazy town. And some kids are going to be really reticent. And so you can only do so much. I mean, one of the best things you can do is not freak out in front of them about anything. Like if you hear about a teenage girl, a 14 year old get, that gets pregnant, if you say, oh my God, how the hell could she do that? Why wasn't she on, she shouldn't be having sex at 14. That's terrible. And now she's pregnant. And like, if you react like that, what's she thinking about if this happens to her? You're not trustworthy, right? She thinks she's going to get in trouble. You're going to, she's going to be shamed and she's not going to want to confide in you. So be mindful of how you react to different things. You know, one of the things that goes on has always and forever is like girls will wear clothing. You know, it's kind of tiny little tops and little tiny shorts and adults say things to the girls or about the girls and our daughters are listening. So if you think something's inappropriate or too mature, you should, you can say something like, wow, she, you know, she's, that's really skimpy outfit. I wonder if she understands that how people are going to make decisions about her based on what she's wearing. What do you think? And then that'll give your daughter some thinking. She may respond. She may say, I don't know. I think it's fine. And then that's okay uh, because you've planted a seed, right? You planted a seed. You know, it's really interesting because on, uh, I think about a week ago, my daughter came to me and said, there's a rumor that this person at my school is pregnant. And I said, really? And some of the things that you said, I think I wish I would have said, but I didn't react in a negative way. 
but I did ask some questions and kind of, and why do you think that that rumor is happening? And, you know, do you know for sure that this is the case? And because you don't want to make her feel shamed if it's not really the case. And she didn't really answer that much, but it's just, it hits home because at that 14, 15 and thinking of that in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? You know, that shouldn't be happening in our community, you know, and, and that's what's happening in my head, but I know I can't say that out loud. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can, and it sounds like you handled it really well. And if you want to add things, just go back and say the thing you missed, right. It's not like cheating or wrong or whatever to say, Oh, Hey, I just wanted to add a couple things and, you know, and then add the things like, they, she'll appreciate it or she won't appreciate it <laughs> or she thinks she doesn't appreciate it and it turns out later on she will appreciate it, right? A whole lot of this is like seed planting. We want our girls to feel confident, comfortable, know we're a resource. And, you know, I, you all probably know this already, but daddies are super powerful in girls' lives. And the more you show up, the better they're going to do, the better they're going to feel about themselves. And I also think but the better they're going to do in terms of their relationships if they are uh, if they if they are heterosexual or t- dating men or attracted to men. So this is really important. But it's important all around. It doesn't matter who your daughter loves or who they're attracted to, and and you know it just doesn't matter. It's like showing up and being willing to be uncomfortable, which is really great modeling, and also being open, right? Which is also really great modeling. You know that that brings up an interesting point in that in regards to who they love and who they are attracted to, that who they may be attracted to or who they may love is may be different than the relationship that I have with my wife. But it, and it's hard to say what that is going to be. There's a lot of a lot of other options that are more accepted in society than when I was in high school or when I was growing up. So how do you start to open that door to allow for kids to understand that there are people that will love a man, you know, that, that love a woman that may be different than what you see here at our house. Uh, so these days, one thing you should know about kids, especially as they're getting older, is that they don't appear to care. <laughs> We're the ones that worry about you know, who's gay, who's straight, how to explain this, they just take it all in stride. I mean, not in every community, but because of the because of the connection with the internet, kids are way more open to different sexualities, different genders. And, you know, honestly, this is kind of a personal slash parenting problem. <laughs> like we need to come to terms with the fact, the fact that there are all different kinds of families, there are all different kinds of sexual orientations. And obviously your dad, some of your dads are gay, right? Or bi or, you know, any kind, any trans or any number of different things. And so these folks are parenting and our kids, our daughters in particular, what I've noticed over the last probably like three years is that they're much more open and flexible in terms of their, uh, in terms of their sexual attraction or orientation. And lots of girls are coming out to their parents as bisexual or asexual or pansexual, which asexual means they don't have any sexual attraction. Pansexual means they're attracted to the person. It doesn't matter about their gender or their male or femaleness. Or that doesn't matter to them. And so this is happening a lot. This is something that parents need to possibly accept, especially if you're living in a more liberal community. Like I'm in Seattle. And so 
I'm getting lots of emails and phone calls about these daughters who are saying that they're bi or whatever, or gay or whatever. But the thing is that most kids, most people know who they're sexually attracted to from a very, very young age. And this is something that can develop, but you know, people pretty much know they're gay, straight or something in the middle. It's something in the middle that's new from a very early age. And so here's the deal. If your daughter says that she's bisexual and she has a girlfriend or she has a crush on a girl and and reveals that to you, your job is to accept it, accept who she is, where she is in this moment, not to shame her, not to belittle her, not to second guess her, just to say, thank you so much for telling me. What does that mean to you? Who else knows? And then that's it. And then, you know, she, I mean, most women actually are, I mean, just FYI, women are attracted, generally are attracted to just about anything that moves. It's kind of a crazy thing, but it's biological anyway, but we're socialized to not allow that to happen. And so right now girls are able to kind of stretch their imagination in terms of, and stretch their limits in terms of sexual attraction and gender. And I think we're seeing an expansion right now. I think things will kind of settle down a little bit and girls will be more like, ah, you know, I kind of go over the way either way and, or, you know, I'm going this way right now and I might go this way at another time and kind of a little more, well, I'll kind of chill out about it basically is where I'm heading <laughs> with that. Um, but I get it. This counts kind of crazy town uh, for lots of folks. And again, your job with your children is to help them to feel good about who they are, to be healthy, to be safe, and to see you as that healthy, safe resource. So speaking of resources, there is a wonderful tool that talks about gender and sexualities called the Gender Unicorn. So Google that baby up. It explains different attractions, different genders. So you can have more, I want to say facility, is that the right word? But you can understand this more easily and sound like a smarty pants if your daughters are talking to you about this or about their friends. Oftentimes they'll talk about their friends before they'll talk about themselves. And just like you just said about talking about friends, I have had that same situation where my daughters come to me and said, so-and-so has come out as bi. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, it, we try to have some conversation about it and how that feels and and then she'll talk a little bit and then she'll shut down a little bit because she doesn't want to go that far. But that's okay. You know, and we at least at least uh, she felt comfortable enough to share that, which is, which I think is great. Right. And it might have been a water test, right, to see what you do. Because if you said, oh, my God, how could she possibly know that? What do you mean she's bi? What does that mean? Oh, nah, she won't. She can't do that. That can't be a thing. Then your daughter, who might be feeling some of these feelings, will say to herself, okay, not going there right? Because you, you didn't act safe. And again, if you do that, you just go back and say, I was so surprised. This is one of the best parenting techniques ever. I was so surprised when I heard you say that, do that. I'm so sorry, I X, Y, and Z. Uh, so I apologize. And here I want to do it again, right? That's not cheating. <laughs> it's not, you're not going to lose face if you do something like that. It actually, uh, kids lean into us when we apologize. And when it comes to sexuality, you know, we're all kind of a mess. So, you know, stumbling is normal. And just say that, just say that. And I'm not going to do this perfectly, but I really want to be here for you. Well, I hope that everyone has been taking notes because I know that I have been taking notes because Amy always gives a ton of great information. And Amy, I really want to thank you for being on today to share all of this valuable information. Now, if people want to find you, find out those some of those resources that you were mentioning, 
Where should they go to find out more? My website is chock full of all kinds of information and it's birdsandbeesandkids.com and the and is all spelled out. So I have books there. I have a podcast called Just Say This where I answer questions. Just call in and leave a voicemail. Um, I have a very uh, fat blog. I have written books. Um, So there's lots of information there for you. And then I also have a solution center, which is an online resource for you to learn pretty much everything you need to know to rock the sex talks. I will make sure that in our notes today that we have a link to that and to some of the books that uh, that Amy did mention and the some of the other resources that Amy re- mentioned as well. So, Amy, thanks so much for being here. We're definitely going to have you back on because there's a lot more topics to talk about to help our dads be better dads. My pleasure. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.